Let's start off with um, with Liverpool's performance. The thing that got me, Lowy, was I didn't think it was a brilliant Liverpool f- performance, yet they've steamrolled in Man United beyond yeah. belief. Well, Liverpool have been steamrolling teams, haven't they, Sangi early on, especially the top teams. Um, and I think they were going out at, 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 at uh, Old Trafford thinking, do you know what? Let's just put more and more and more nails in their coffin because the way they've been playing this season has been is not them. You know, I noticed yesterday as, as a striker just on United. Van Persie was nowhere near to be seen centre nowhere. forward. Well, he gets a three in a lot of the papers, low. And a three. He you get do- a three for putting your gear on, don't you? <laughs> not sure nowadays. <laughs> but yeah, you sure you're, you're right. And, and, and as a striker, I don't know whether he was terrified to skirt Lanaga. Whether he just weren't up for it, whether he's not given hundred percent, yeah, for, for the manager, you know, yeah. there's something obviously not right there. You got Rooney running around like an headless chicken. He's playing left back, right back, centre midfield. He's trying to get on the ball. That's not the Man United we know. Mm. So Liverpool know that Liverpool have smelt a bit of blood and thought, you know what? Let's get out there and let's destroy them. And that's what they've done. Albeit the penalties, and then obviously Suarez has won it. You know, Sturridge has snatched at it and great touch, bang, finish. But the performance right the way from the back to the front for me. You had Flano smashing matter early doors. Mm. You had Johnson not letting Yanisai get a turn in. The two centre-halves didn't really have much to do with the centre-forwards because no, no one had gone near them. Rooney was obviously deeper. Van Persie didn't want to be known nowhere. Yeah. Joe Allen, Sterling, Henderson, Gerrard and the strike force of Suarez and, and Sturridge was mm. just... Man United probably couldn't wait for that game to be over with yesterday. So, but look, I think a lot of credit needs to go to the manager as well, you know, as, as tactical things, as, as little tinkering here, there, and there, leaving Coutinho out, giving Sterling basically a free roll. Free roll. I, I seen Sterling coming in the midfield, popping the ball off, getting it. Oh, the way he was turning yeah, the, the ball was brilliant. There's not many players in the Premier League that do that no more, Sangi. Yeah. And for me, to top the day off was. When Gerard come over the top of Fellini, and I'm sure these blue noses, if you enjoyed that, tweet into us at City Talk because I know plenty of them Evertonians who, who probably dislike Gerard as you know as well as Fellini, but I know they loved that moment because he come over the top of him and he thought, you know what, you big so and so, you're getting this, and he only took his own player out as well. And what made me laugh, he's on the side there, and I don't condone this at all, but. The little blood, he, he's, he's wiped his little head like Daffy and he went all his curly bits out and just got, oh no, it's a bit of blood. And from then on, that was his game over. Well, you're talking about penalties and and I had this debate today. You can argue all you want, oh, it was two penalties, this and that and, and whatever, but you've got to have great possession. You've got to have a really good build-up. Yeah, you've got a territorial be, be, be pressing Man United. Liverpool did that, so you've got to then say, well, they deserve the penalties if they're yeah. probing and they're creating and they're sliding little passes here and there. Well, the, the first one, Sangi, you only have to look at the ball from Sturridge. It's a 35, 30-yard diagonal ball right onto Suarez's toe. Yeah. And the touch yeah. is obviously... Has oh. killed them all. The touch was phenomenal. You, we could try that any day of the week in training, and nine times out of ten, it'd go out for a, a goal kick. Um, and you know, the full back has just probably thought, oh, I can't let him get in here. He, he's in yeah. here, and we'd have probably score from it anyway because Suarez had probably jinked and jinked and, and slotted it. And then, obviously, the other one for me is Calamity defending, however you want to call it. You know, he's, Joe Allen's made a great run inside, and 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 you know you're talking. People have been talking about this Jones for for England centre half. You've got no chance of him playing for England centre half. Yeah, not a chance in this world because 
for challenges like that, you can't do that in a World Cup because you get punished even bigger. Well, you're going to be playing against world-class strikers then, as well, aren't you, with loads of, of fire about them and loads of, of zip? Of course. Then, obviously, the third penalty, you know, people are questioning, saying, oh, we did dive. And, yeah, I, I can understand where people are coming from with that one. But for me, you know, people talk about the intent now. Vidic had slid a couple of seconds Absolutely. before he even got there. So he, he was willing to give a penalty away. He took that chance. All right, Sturridge's hobbled over and, and Rodgers' quotes are saying, you know, he could have either stamped on him or tried to jump either way. Either way, the referee, he's, he's given a penalty. And then the other one was a stone waller anyway off Carrick. Well, I think he hasn't given that because the because reaction... Of of the see, that's sometimes the, th- the telling thing for me, the reaction of a player. Sturridge sort of skulked away. Yeah. And Vidic has lost lost the plot, well, the last and time, that sort of that, that tells a story for me, Lowe. Yeah. Well, he's bottled it, hasn't he? Because he should see, he should give what he's seen. Definitely, you know. And then uh, you know, Graham Sooners made a great comment. He was saying, you know, if if uh, Flanagan had whipped that ball down the down the channel, and was it Fabio or who's the other one? Raphael. Raphael put his hands out. Then he's getting a yellow card. And I know Brendan Rodgers being out saying no, he, he shouldn't have got sent off with a mm. second yellow card. I'm not so sure because it, you know that is a top top foul. You know he's given a penalty. All right, yet the punishment, but Liverpool <coughs> go on and miss that. He wouldn't be saying that then. Yeah, no. We, as well, we looked at the diamond. You see, you mentioned the diamond that Gerrard sitting deep. You had uh, Allen ahead of him on the left, Henderson on the right, Sterling as you said, marauding all oh. over the place. Um, and then you've got Suarez and Sturridge. You are licensed to go wherever they need to go up front to cause murder, and they do it phenomenally well. Yeah. Now. That sort of tactics, does Brendan Rodgers then employ that back at Anfield or do you think that was a specific tactic to win that game and that's only a di- the diamond is only something that he's going to play away from home? No, I, I think he can play. I, do you know what, Sangi? People go on about diamonds and 4-4-2s and three, whatever you want to do. People go on about formations. It, it's not so much the formations for me. It's the players you've got in there who can adapt to the formations. So, yeah, you may start off like that, but... You know, them type of players can go anywhere. I, 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 I think what you'll see at Anfield is a Coutinho in there as well <laughs> with Sterling. You know, he's obviously, you know, applied Joe Allen there, who's a bit more safety, if you like, yeah, than Coutinho. Yeah, he's tactically probably tactically, better than, yeah. than Coutinho. And he probably he? knows that little role. He's probably <laughs> thought, he's probably played at a Swansea with him. And he's pro- probably thought, you know what, Joe, he's been at the races as well the last few weeks, Joe Allen, when he's been coming on a summer when he's starting. And he was excellent as well, yesterday. So I think... You're looking away from home now. I think you'll see the Joe Allens in the team and then mm. your home games. I think Liverpool are just going to go for it with a Coutinho in yeah. there to add that extra little bit more spice going forward on the counter-attack. Well, let's rate some players. I mean, th- there was only talk not so long ago when Liverpool beat Spurs 5-0. Steven Gerrard, oh, they're a better team without Gerrard. And I can sort of see people's point of view there when you've got a player uh, of his iconic status, when they're on the pitch, they're a little bit inhibited. I've heard stories recently that, you know, that that, um, that Lucas Lever had said about certain players around the ground, like the big characters, your yeah. Gerrard, your, your, your Carras and all the rest of it, that it's you're sort of a little bit within yourself. But looking at Steven Gerrard yesterday in that team, how can Liverpool not be a better team when he plays? That them type, of, I don't know them type of talks for me, Sangi. Just I don't even. It goes in one ear and out the other because you've only seen what he's done for Liverpool Football Club through the years he's been here. And all right, yeah, you can go on and say, oh well, you know, they played a lot better without Gerrard. It's not that they played a lot better without him. It's just that the players now or up the ante a little bit at Liverpool. A couple of years ago, you probably thought, oh, I don't really fancy it. Now, do you know what it means? Mm. Are you telling me? Well, I know for a fact he weren't in there, he is them games he weren't playing. He'll have been telling them, still dictating, still on the bench, still in the stands, yeah. still in the changing rooms, before and after, going round, all the best. Make sure you're in his face, do this, do that. So what they missed 
on the pitch he'll have give before the game anyway so for me it's not just as football that comes with it it's everything about him who else for Liverpool stood out every single one of them young Flano for me was you know what I, I, I don't know whether he, he, he had a little conversation or what but I was listening I was watching the, the, the aftermath later on with um, Redknapp and, and Carragher and, and I thought oh, something just creeped up and I was thinking, oh, I wonder if he's had a little chat. He, he brought it up about um, getting into matter right up as yeah. you know up, up the back backside and basically trying to get you know nick the ball off him and not giving him no space for one reason or another because he's not on pace. Flanagan would have probably paced him. Yeah, and Flano's not sharp and, and fast. He's not you know he's not electric, but he, he he's good in what he does. Now I thought. I wonder if he's had a little bit of information off Cara for Cara to say, listen, just get tight to him. He's not going to run yet because he's not the fastest lad in the world and give him a little kick in the ankles and you might not see him again. And he, and, and he never really seen him again because he was flitting off, coming in off the lines. He didn't really... But Flano, for me, was, was outstanding. And he has been, to be fair to him, since he come in the team. He has. But every single one of them to a man. And you know what else I liked? I liked Daniel Lager put a thing on Twitter about uh, Mignolet coming and taking him out and giving him a black eye. Well, rightly so. And he apologised to his missus, saying, no, I don't apologise to you, I apologise to your missus as well, which I thought was quite funny, but that's what should happen. And that's what it means to these players now and around them, and they're breeding a big bit of confidence. And I'm thinking to myself, and I said on the show last week, then I, if Liverpool beat these, listen, you know, watch out, because yeah. these are on the up, I'm telling you. Well, the other thing as well I'd like to I'd want to point out is that you, you talk about bookings as well. Um, and and discipline. Vidic had a book and we're going through the back of Suarez yeah. and then obviously get sent off. You know, a little bit of a shame. But again, we talked about intent just earlier. Um, so you can see him going. But what really impressed me in, in a game that's full of fire, in arguably the biggest, you know, the biggest club game in in the English Premier League, Flanagan and Gerard who took bookings were really disciplined after that. Yeah. Whereas you felt a Vidic might have a little bit of yeah. a lapse. You felt a Raphael might have got sent yeah. off. So for me, that was really impressive, Louis. Yeah, it is, and, and but I think that comes with the scoreline as well, Sangi. I think you know I was a little hearing things about Vidic saying why is he still captain? He's leaving at the end of the season. It's, look, that's up to the manager. That's up for them to, to sort out. They've got more things going on, just not just Vidic. But I think the Liverpool players obviously knowing that they've got to win on our hands here because you've you've seen times when Liverpool players are get when Liverpool are getting beat and you know you like your Gerrards have lost their bang sent off or whoever else may be. It can happen. But I just think Liverpool's pursuit of this title charge and this tight you know, Champions League charge, if you like, I won't get too carried away. But it's it's gotta be disciplined and he know because no one wants to miss any games. You mm. know, I, I only heard a quote off Suarez a few weeks ago saying he's a bit worried about getting injured for the World Cup. Well that's gone behind him because he's running around like a madman again now. <laughs> maybe one game he's probably total and then Maybe someone's had a way and said, look, listen, it doesn't matter. It's about this football club. So who pays your wages? Exactly. This is what you've done. You've signed a contract yeah. to get in the Champions League. Now go out there and perform the way you've been performing. And he has. No, he absolutely has. And then you know, I was talking about it as well uh, today with a, with a mate of mine about hunger. Yeah. And I, I looked at the likes of this five England squad players or, or maybe even team you know, English England first eleven players in 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 Liverpool side to supplement that with Joe Allen, who's yeah. who's obviously Welsh but British, yeah. and then young Flano, yeah. and then you've got the fire of Suarez, you've got Agger, who's who's virtually a, he's a plazy scouser and yeah. he's been here yeah. that long. Yeah. Skirtle, you know, obviously you got your goalkeeper as well. I just wonder whether that sort of British element now and that that sort of togetherness, that feel, that fight. Really has really really helped Liverpool this season. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think you know you only have to look at the players. Like I said, I guess Gale, they've been here a long time now. Johnson's been here quite a bit. You know these all these players who, who have been here before. They know what it's like. You know Brendan Rodgers forever. 
telling them about things, what's happened with the club. They all know the history of the club. You walk into that Melwood t- training ground and the Champions League's trophies just there. Mm. So I remember Craig Bellamy talking about it in his book, saying, you know, how couldn't I be happy walking into Melwood every single day and seeing this? Now, maybe that's been giving people a little reminder of saying, look, you know, this is the type of football club you're at. And Brendan Rodgers, I know for a fact, doesn't let them players get away with it. He knows, he tells them, listen, you're here. You know, it was a quote he used with um, Moses a couple of months ago. Quotes that aren't I know. <laughs> Saying, uh, you know, he's been at a good club, Chelsea, but he's had an even bigger club now. It was a game against um, Oldham when he didn't have the best of games and, you know, a few things come out, a few people saying this. And it was the same with Daniel Sturridge, yeah. Being at good clubs, but he's never been at a club like Liverpool. And it's true. And you know, one of the things that, that I was going to talk about as well is the, the sort of mentality of winners. Steven Gerrard with the first pen, what you, you just said there, that, you know, about, about about the way that this sort of, the mindset of players who've, who are going to play for Liverpool. Steven Gerrard lost the first penalty, didn't celebrate. Did you notice? Yeah, well... I, I don't know whether... You, and I, I mean, I don't know whether other people got onto that, but it's we've still got work to do. It's only the first half. We've yeah. still got a lot of work to do. But but very tellingly, he goes he goes a bit mad on his second one. Second, yeah. Well, thinking, yeah. should be game... The way the game's sort of unravelled and the way it's gone um, and the way it's panned out, and that second goal, he sort of said to me, I know that's game over. Yeah. Well, he probably does, doesn't he? You know, you can't read their minds, but a player like Steven Gerrard, he knows... You know, he knows for a fact that one penalty and one goal is not going to win you the game at Old Trafford. You've got to go on and get more. And Liverpool, unfortunately, probably could have went on and got four, five or six. But the thing was where it was the second one, when the second one goes in, he's at, he's at, the, um, he's at our fans now. And I think it might have been a little bit of, you know, deep down he'd have probably been buzzing. He'd have probably wanted to run away like he'd done, you know, he's done many a times with his ear. And, but he's known, as you're right in saying there, but that comes with experience. Saying he knows he's been there before, probably gone 1-0 up a few times at Old Trafford and the tables have, have turned a little bit. So, but as you said, once the second went in, that was it. It was, uh, and then the third was even was even better. And how good was De Gea's save again for Suarez? Is, I mean, Suarez could have had a couple there, couldn't he? he he's done everything possibly right. And, and that, again, you know, talking about, well, not talking about, we're slagging him off really, but Jones, it's <laughs> <laughs> not beat around the bush, but Jones again. Suarez has gone. There's only one person who's determined to get on the other end of that ball, and that was Suarez. And it was a great, you know what, Sangi? He, he hit that too well. Yeah. As a striker, you, you think, oh, I've hit it. Well, look at Coleman's one, we'll talk about that in a bit, where he's sort of. A little bit of a scuffy one. It's just flopped yeah, over David well, Marshall. I, I, I missed. I missed Coleman one, but that—that's what happens. You know, we'd have kicked that into the floor. They probably bounced over De Gea's hand, but yeah, excellent save. And then obviously, you know, to round it off with his touch and finish, was uh, was phenomenal. And that's been Suarez all season. Unbelievable. Before we go to a break, Matty, are you going to read us some tweets? Plenty. Plenty. Are we, get, are we getting to the of the Blues all chipped because they give me stick like you never believe. For, <laughs> so come on, what what are we saying? Well, we have actually. We've got a we've got a couple of tweets saying that. Uh, well, Mick, Mick says extra time is getting more like match of the day. Everton always on the last five minutes. <laughs> Mick 57, is that? Um, yeah, it is Mick 57. Well done, yeah. Mick. Um, well done. We've got a um, Guinea Copite says, hello, lads. Better than the uh, the better than the 4-1 yesterday was the look on Fergie's face uh, during the second <laughs> half. <laughs> uh, and who else? Uh, Darren Joe says, I'm happy the skipper got into Fellaini, but I'm still only having you on for five minutes because you started with uh, Liverpool, not Everton. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to get on to Everton after yeah. this break. It's uh, it's 21 minutes past five. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Extra time on City Talk 105.9.
Welcome back to Extra Time. It's me, Neil Shang, in the absence of Steve Hothersall again. What do you mean, the absence? That's our show. It's our show now. Yeah, this game's don't, gone. We don't Stevie, boy. We've got Matty like Jones, our Tramir correspondent on the but- buttons, and Tramir striker, uh, who's banging them in, by the way, Ryan Lowe, to my left ear, as ever. Now, it's Everton section, but before we do, we've had a tweet in, Matty, have we, about uh, about young John Flanagan? We have, yes. Dave Hall asks, uh, here's one for you, lads. Is Flano playing his way onto the plane to Brazil, yes or no? Lowy? Well, don't get me wrong. I'd love to see him go. Um, I just think there's a there's a few players there already. I, I don't think he's going to take three right backs, uh, and I know he can play left side as well where he has been playing. But then he's got his two left backs already. Um, he is going to represent England at some stage, believe it or not. For me, I definitely believe. Um, some people may question it. Some people won't. But I think the way he's being performing and as. Um, Roy Hodgson's been doing it. He's been selecting players who've been performing for the current club. And he definitely does deserve a shout-out, but I think, I think, it's just come too soon for him. Yeah. He's not... He's, he, he, I know he was left out the under-21 squad as well. Um, I don't know who for or what, but which, for me, he should be definitely in it without a shadow of doubt. But as I say, I just think... you know, Don't get me wrong, I'd love to see him there. I just think it's a bit too early. Yeah, brilliant. This season. All right, now calling all Blues... Turn your radios up. It's your <laughs> section here. Come on, tweet in if there's anything you want us to talk about. At City Talk 105.9 if you want to get on to me or Lowy about uh, the Blues. Beating Cardiff. Um, it, it looks on on paper the way you look and you say, well, Coleman scored a bit of a scruffy goal in the 90th minute to nick, to nick it 2-1. However, David Marshall's their best player. That's got yeah, to be telling, Lowy, so. hasn't it? The goalie. I believe That's got so, to be yeah. telling. Someone's saying he should have got a 50 and out of 10. I don't know how that works, <laughs> but... Um, no, apparently he was outstanding, and you know he, he kept Cardiff in it. And then, but look, you know, Everton have been fighting till the end. It's a 90th minute winner. Uh, that's what you need, you know. Um, a quote off Tim Sherwood this morning in his press conference saying that he doesn't. He's a passionate fella. He doesn't care how they win as long as they win. And look, whether Everton won pretty or bad or whatever, they've got three points on the board. Well, that's the thing, and and. and Fourth place, I think we talked about last yeah. week, is probably gone. Yeah. Given that Man City uh, are way ahead and they've got two games yeah, in hand as well. Yeah. Um, but fifth and sixth now gets Europa League football for Everton. Uh, and Sylvan Distan, obviously they're on the cusp of that. I think if Everton have got to have a monumental fail if they're not going to get into Europe and Man United will overtake them because the blow from from yesterday to United could be could be catastrophic for their season. I think Everton have got to try and keep the the pedal to the metal as well um, to try and push on. But fifth or sixth gets Europa League now. Sylvan Distan said today, Lowy, that. He wants European football, but doesn't as well. And he said he doesn't because he thinks the squad's too thin. He said, you, you know, you're travelling back from Europe on, on, a, on a Friday yeah. because, again, this is down to players' recovery. Now, if you're playing Thursday night... Um, Sunday games, Yeah, the, the sports scientists of this world have said it's better to stay in a hotel, get your, get your food in after the game, rest, do all your recovery the yeah, next so morning, and then, and then fly home. So they're not probably getting back fr- from Europe until maybe a Friday afternoon, and then they're playing Sunday... Um, so he thinks that disrupts your season when you're playing Sundays, and he um, thinks their squad's too thin. But but what do you well, think? The, the Everton fans won't be happy with that. I don't think because if I was an Evertonian, I wouldn't be. I'd certainly not be happy. With it. Look, Everton have come a, a long, long way this season under Martinez, um, and they haven't been in Europe for a while since years and years ago. And then they were in how many? Was it four? Was it five years ago? They were in about five, about five, years, five years ago. Again, ago. Twitter correct us if, if we're wrong. Don't get me wrong, they miss it. Them Evertonians work 24-7 to go and watch Everton. 
and they'll do the same to go and watch Everton in Europe. Mm. Um, some of the players might not want it, but if I was this Dan, I'd certainly want it. Well, he's 35, he's going to be... Th- yeah, well, but, sorry, I'm lying, he's 36, he's going to be 37 yeah, he's just signed. Season. he's just signed a new contract, so why, why don't you want it? And I think it'll give Martinez a, a little bit of... You know, add more players, add a little bit more, you know, play Josh Stones then and Jagielka away, at Benfica or wherever it may be, Sporting Lisbon, whoever it may be, may be if they do get in, your, in the Europa League and save this down for the Premier League, do something what you've got to do. I think the fans will be a bit disappointed in this than saying that because I think... Knowing a few Evertonians I know, they definitely want European football. And you know what? Going back off that, what you were saying about um, you know staying away and whatnot, and how far is the furthest flight you'd have to go? Roughly. Well, in Europe, Europe you're probably talking maybe five hours. Aren't five you? hours. Like that. So it, it sometimes takes you a couple of hours. They fly. They'll fly to most places in the Premier League and stay mm, overnight. Definitely. So it's not really gonna. The planes they go on nowadays not really gonna affect you. They could possibly say for argument's sake. I know mentioned Benfica there, Portugal, two hours Lisbon, whatever. You could pos- possibly stay after the Thursday game, stay there till Saturday, fly home Saturday night and play the game Sunday morning, and still be fresh and recovered. You're lying on a plane, first class, legs spread out. It's not no different to getting a train or to getting a plane to somewhere else or being on a coach for two or three hours. So, um, a little bit disappointed in this than saying that he don't, he'd rather not have it. I know he probably does deep down, but I know I understand what he's saying as well. He yeah. wants Champions League football, but he doesn't really want Europa League football. But yeah. for me, Everton needs something because they can't have a decent season the way they've had this season. Yeah. For me, they should be in the FA Cup final and they should be favourites to win it. Because they've they've they've, uh, they've made a big hiccup in that for me, no, and definitely. for them not to get in Europa League football would be well, it be well. Where's the season gone? What's it done? It's just the same scenario as Moyes did. Although Martinez has brought a great philosophy and entertaining football to Goodison Park. Well, for me, fifth or sixth is nailed on uh, and Europa League. And what this stands on about is the size of the squad. I want to talk a little bit about the age of the players as well and the loan the loanees they've got as well. But if you win the Europa League, you're gonna you're gonna play eleven games. Yeah. And people talk about the money. Now, it's 12 groups of four teams and they're joined by by the by the eight third-place teams in the Champions League group stages. Yeah. So anyone finishes in the third in the Champions League group stages, Drop automatically in. go in. Yeah. That makes you 32 teams. So to win it, you're going to win. A, you're going to play 11 games. Now, to, to just to get into this, Lowy, the club gets 1.3 million euros. Now, in your group stages, you get 200 grand a win and you get 100 grand a draw. Now, that's just in the group. So if you go and win six games, you're already up to 2.5 million um, euros or pounds, whatever. Um, now, then a group winner, I just noted some some things down because I don't know whether whether our listeners will know the sort of the, the you know, the the uh, the finances on offer uh, for Europa League, but a group winner gets 400 grand, a runner-up gets 200, and then there's loads and loads of other bonuses for yeah. winning all the group stages, culminating in the runner-up being be, getting 2.5 million euros and the, the eventual winner gets 5 million. So grossed up, I worked out it's going to be worth, and, and this isn't even including gate receipts or yeah. extra shared sales or, or, or TV money or anything like that, it's going to be worth about 12 to 15 million quid to you. It's a lot of money. Now, that's got to be worth going for. Definitely. You know, because people go into the Europa League and if, if it's only going to be to give younger players experience in European football, then fantastic, you've got six games to do it. But I actually happen to think, why wouldn't Everton, fans, players, staff and, and you know, the owners alike, why wouldn't you want your great club back in European football? Exactly. Doing a European tour, showing everybody the strides well, you've made. If you if you if you can make anywhere near two point five million or two point five million euros, whatever it may be, 
Martinez knowing that he can he could possibly like a, like a Josh Stones he could possibly go out and buy another two of them in different positions youngsters who he can breathe through you're going to go Definitely. on in a minute you're going to speak about a few of the players ages yeah. who you think well do you know what we've got them for nothing because we've we've earned that money in the group stages or whatever it may be finishing second wherever they, wherever they get to and I know you the winners get five million pounds, don't they? Or ten million pounds? Five million, five million. Five so million for the, pounds. Just so, for the actual final to yeah, win, win to that win game. To win the final. So there's money that you accumulate and think. Do you know what? You can go and buy Danny Ings for IMC. You can go and buy him for five million quid with, with a few add-ons. Yeah. So they're not really spending. So for me, it's a no-brainer for Everton to get in the Europa League. I think they are, for, for me they've got to do that, but they've also got to supplement the squad. Now this season they've supplemented supplemented the squad with loan players, and again I'm talking to I won't name his name, but I'm talking to a real big Evertonian, um, a, a good good pal of mine, and he said we were talking about the age of the squad, and he actually came up with a bit of a worry, and 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 I said well. No Evertonians are worrying at the moment. All Evertonians are riding the crest of a wave. Martinez has come in. The sceptics have been turned. The brand of football, the old school of science yeah. that it was, is now back. They're playing some unbelievable stuff. They're giving the youngsters a chance. As he said, the Stones. Coleman's looking a great player. Barkley's going to be going to the World yeah. Cup. You know, Leighton Baines, they've kept him. Massive statement for me. Definitely. Um, but he actually said, well, no, let me temper that. Let me temper the enthusiasm. He actually said, let's just say we don't sign Barry because he's on 170 yeah. grand a week. And Lukaku goes back to Chelsea because he's done well. Yeah. Traore, he might go back and nobody bats an eyelid because what they've seen of him yeah, thus far isn't isn't great. Deolofeu, <coughs> excuse me, may stay another season, yeah. but let's assume he doesn't. Yeah. Let's assume that they take him back from Someone Barcelona and stick him into Spain or stick him yeah. into another country to help his learning curve. There's four players who are going to be around it every week. And then add to that next season, Tim Howard, 36. Distance, 37. Jags will be 32. Alcaraz, who many didn't think was a great sign. And then this pal of mine says, listen, he was, who noticed him at Wigan? Yeah. He was poor at Wigan, but yet you're bringing him to a massive club like Evan and you're trying yeah. to kick on and you're signing Alcaraz. Yeah. He'll be 32. Ibo will be 34. Ozzy will be 33. PR will be 33. And then you've got Kone, who's injury prone, is going to be 31. Now that's 12 players and when we talked about it, we counted up probably eight of them will start. De- seven definitely, probably eight. Now that makes a little bit scary reading for me, Lowy. What yeah, do you think? Well, when no, he said it, I was I was I, shocked. The only one who I don't really agree with is, is Howard. I think I think he can go on for forever. I, I think he's like, got a, yeah, a good few I, I more quite, years in him. I quite like well, him. Well, right, well, on Howard then, do you, you don't get any better when you're 35 or older, do you? No. You, you just, had a, you had a, 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 and I, I think you were an exception, Lowy. When you were at Berry and you scored all them goals yeah. at what, 31, 32? 32, yeah. You'd improved that season beyond reasonable yeah. doubt. I think that's an exception, not a rule. I yeah. don't think, like, like golfers over 40, don't, yeah. you know, that's a, a common thought. They don't improve. I don't think players improve over 33, 34. Yeah. I just don't think you do. Yeah. You might retain your fitness yeah. and you you might retain your levels to some degree. Well, but gonna, I don't think you improve. Yeah, well, you, you, I don't think you'll improve as in. Well, when I say that, I, I'm not sure. I think it, it comes with experience, Sangi. I think you know it's about the know-how. I think Tim Howard, he, he knows he's a know-how. It's like Distan as well. Distan's been talking, saying he's the fittest and the strongest he's ever been because he's looking after himself. And I think that's another thing. As you get yeah. older, you start looking yeah, after yourself definitely. a bit more. I think Distan's still got another year or so in him. After that, he may start just you know missing the games. I think maybe that that quote he said before about Europa League, maybe it may mm. take him longer to recover. I don't know. I, I don't know him personally. I don't know what he does behind the scenes at Everton, how he recovers or what he does before games. Um 
But like Sir Howard, I think I think he's there for the long haul. I think he's you know I think he's got another good three or four years in him definitely. Um, but you, you know as you're saying, and then players like so the Barrys <laughs> may go on, and Jags are still 32. He's quite strong, and you know he he looks after himself. But yeah, I think like so you know the other lads that you've mentioned like Sir Ozzy and whoever else can't do the job that. You know, maybe you know in the, the old. You know that they want it. Yeah, they want it. wants the Ibo doesn't really play as much anymore. So there's definitely a little bit of a rebuilding thing going on for Everton next season. Because, but that's why the importance of the, of the Europa League for me it's important. You might be able to go and nick a kid for two hundred grand say, from the But do you think you'll attract leagues? players because you're in in in, in Europe? Well, look, we're all due disrespect. We're all due respect to Everton. They're not gonna they're not gonna be getting no big hitters are they? because the wage bill's not right for them to go there. And if they're not in the Champions League, they're not going. To, they're going to be looking for players who, who can come and shine, like a Morales for me and a Pina. The way they got yeah. over, Yelovich come for a season and was, was decent. Um, so you're going to be attracting type of players like that, and Lukaku's come. But, but by all accounts, a few few of Everton's not having Lukaku of late. He's hit and miss. He's not up to scratch, and so I don't really know. But I think Everton will be looking at them type of players. But for me, that Europa League. Is a no-brainer for, for what I was just going to say to you. Then you might be able to go and nick a kid from, so let's say, Tramia for two hundred grand, and you might be able to throw him in these Europa League games away or at mm. home when you've got mm. seven subs. You think, you know what? Get him on for half an hour. Let's see how he develops. Like a Seamus Coleman's done, who's probably one of Everton's best players. So, I think he has got a rebuilding thing to do, Martinez, and I'm sure he'd be out there now looking for these type of players. But again, it's the money side of things. That's, That's the thing. I mean, stop you know, we, we saw as well. We saw Tottenham rebuild in the summer off the, the, the Gareth Bale money yeah. or the majority. Well. I mean, they added money to it. Um, Everton have certainly not got that, but no. I think I think it's key though. I, I think Everton have thought that they'll have to do it piecemeal. They'll have to do it bit by yeah. bit, and I think that'll only benefit Lowy, won't it? Definitely, yeah. Without a shadow, without like Sir Lukaku, they brought him on loan now. You know, I think he needs to start showing a bit more from when he first come. He needs to get back up to where he was then. Um, have people found him out in the Premier League? I don't know. You know, the special one down down London, he must know something that we don't know about mm. him, you know, for him to go somewhere like that. And I know West Brom wanted him back, but he didn't want to go back there. And, you know, I think if anyone can get the best out of him and get him back going, it'll be Martinez. Yeah, no, definitely. And a quick one before the break, Lowe, we were talking about, um, I did Satan's Nods on Saturday and asked a question there about um, going out of the FA Cup. Was that a help uh, to Everton's no. remainder of the season or a hindrance? Hindrance. Um, and what my thought was, going out to the FA Cup might have hindered them because I think I think if you're a player and you know you've got a, an FA Cup semi-final yeah. at Wembley Lumen and a possible final, you're going to be giving it your all every day in training because yeah. you never want the gaffer or the staff Definitely. to go, poor, he's shaking him. And you're going to give it everything so that, to make sure your league form's spot on. And then from there... You're then going to hope you've got your share for that Wembley semi-final. Yeah. So I think it might have hindered slightly. Well, I think it has because I think they'll have been gutted. If that was me sitting in that changing room after that, I'd be thinking, "There's my chance for medal gone." Because I generally believe Everton could have gone on and won that cup. I think they would have been nailed on to win it because Na- Arsenal nail- out of it. Nail- got- nailed on, mate. Nailed on. And for me, it was, it was, it was. As I said, we said a couple of weeks ago on the show when he got when he. They, they just folded. They folded like a pack of cards. And whether, you know, you can say, oh, you know, the goals or, you know, playing that other keeper, Joel. Yeah, Robles, yeah. You know, and Young Stones was playing at the back and got caught out from a run from Ozil. Whatever way you want to look at it, that was a blunder in itself because Everton would be kicking themselves. And maybe, you know, maybe it, it has hindered them because for me, I can all keep saying it, but an FA Cup, trophy in Everton's cabinet they'd have been over the moon with it yeah no definitely but as I say the only thing I would suggest, say is that in its defence is that fifth and sixth now looks nailed on I think the fourth 
Oh, definitely. You know, they're going to yeah. be a bit shy. So it hasn't really ended from that perspective. And, and I'm glad to say that now United look to, to be on a bit of a wobble. Tottenham, I think, will, will finish a good few points below Evan. And I think Evan yeah. will take fifth place. So let's just hope that it, it's been sort of insignificant. They've got to play them, like. as well. So it's going to be interesting, isn't it? That'll be you interesting, know. absolutely. But Liverpool could do Everton a favour. You know, we've got to play the Man City, Tottenham. You just never know if Everton get back to what they were early on in the season. Exactly. Then, you never ever you know. know. It could all be open. Before before we go to a break, Matty, I just want to see if there's any tweets come in that need our response or do we ignore them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark Anker says, uh, considering you've just made LFC out to be the best team in the world after beating a mid-table Man United team, mm. I think it's harsh <laughs> to label Everton's season a waste if we don't make Europe under a transitional season after spending next to nothing. No, I, you know, I agree with that. That was the aim. That was yeah, the aim I, to I, get into Europe or a trophy. So I was in a transition that. period. And uh, Derek Sharp, uh, not Derek Sharp, or sorry, Chris Kelly says, what do you think of Everton always kicking the ball out of play when a player is down, even if the ref has allowed play to go on? Well, <laughs> excuse me, I think you've got to look at individual incidents. I don't know which incidents he's talking about there, so I honestly can't comment. I think in... If you've got a player that you that you know on the pitch is seriously hurt, Matty, and, and you carry on and then you go and score a goal, I mean, what's that all about? That just doesn't look great. I mean, Goodison Park was on the end of a good one from Paolo Di Canio, I remember, not so yeah. long ago, where he caught a corner or caught a cross when the goalie was lying, um, you know, done in on the ground and... So, you know, it's six one half, doesn't the other. I don't I, know the incidents yeah, are. I can't do comment. I, but I, I think, think as comes, a fellow pro, yeah. you'd look and no, think if he's you, there. Yeah, you, you want it out. And, it and out. you know what? That'll probably come from the manager, that, because the type of fellow he is and the, his philosophy and how he likes to play football. Yeah. He's not a dirty minded manager. So, some managers may say, no, go on, carry on. But I think that comes from the top. I think that'll be looked if anyone's injured, get it out. Because not only that, everyone can have a bit of a breather to themselves as well. So, sometimes it works in your favour just to kick the ball out. If, if, they, if, if they had a player down as well, I'm sure they'd want the opposition to, to kick well, it course, out. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it happen where they've gone, but why should they kick it out? He's faking And look, if he's faking it, then you, you can hardly say, well, you know, and he jumps right back up, then you can think, well, do you know what? Next time he won't do it. So for me, it's, it's, it's just one of them. Brilliant. Loads to talk about in the last part as well. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Extra time on City Talk 105.9. Welcome back to Extra Time. It's me, Neil Sang, in with Ryan Lowe and Matty Jones, our Tramier correspondent, pushing the buttons for us. So, <sighs> we said three wins for Merseyside teams. Lowe, yeah, the mighty Great. Tramier, oh. in, in a big six-pointer, which might, which would probably have been a bit of a nerve jangler before the game. I think there'll, there'll probably have been a bit of tension in your dressing room. So, to go out... And get the three points must have been uh, must have been a big 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 relief for the lads. Do you know what, Sangi? I'm going. I want to see if I can play this thing now down the phone. If I can get it on. Yeah. Um, do you know what, mate? It was it was a game we knew we knew we had to win. Um, it was a game we were looking forward to. It was a game that if we lost, it didn't you know without sounding negative. It didn't really you know it never as if it was going to relegate us or whatever. But the thing was with it. We had a game plan. We went into it. We said we'd get in their faces. We won't let. Them. We knew what they were going to come and do. They were going to go back to front early doors, and to show the the character, what we showed when we went a goal down was was early on as well after fourteen it, minutes. It, it was phenomenal. And like as I said, <laughs> every one to a man from back to front were, were, were exceptional on Saturday, and the coaching staff give them credit for what they've done and how they how they put us about to go and win that game. No, that's uh, who stood out for you for the lads. 
Give um, a few shout outs who did well. Well, do you know what, Sangi? Every single one did well. You yeah. know, Fonner's made a few great saves, and you know, a bit harsh. The, the one he was, uh, he was caught out on. The kid had actually kicked it out of his hands. Uh, you know, young Max done well when he come on. Wallace went off injured. Kumas mm. was was back to what you know. Although I had to give him a few kicks up the uh, the, the backside a few times, shouting him to get back in and. See that's to, the thing. He can't. He thing. can't. He can't look at you well, and go, "Yeah, but I'm. I'm 33 no, now." You go, "Well, I'm yeah, 35. Yeah, What's exactly. going on?" And and, um, and to be fair to JC, he he's, he's, he's top draw. He knows and he he gives it a little hand signal. Goes, "All right, all right." And when his goal went in, I was like, "That's it, you know, right, brilliant." And but then, you know, that that um, we could have possibly scored a few more, Sangi. I think it was a case of. You know, uh, never die, never die attitude, really. Yeah. And Geno's come up with a, a thumping half volley, twenty yards, twenty five yards, right in. Yeah. Although he said, "Oh, the keeper should have got it." Well, no, he shouldn't <laughs> have got it. It was a great strike, and you know, he's celebrating. He's a bit gutted, Geno, because he'd give the free kick away on the edge of the box that yeah. conceded in their goal. Um. So we obviously a bit gutted, but look, you know, massive three points, and hopefully it's onwards and upwards. Now I think you know we've got. Five home games out. We think got ten, ten games, five away, five home, and I think we can make Brenton Park a bit of a fortress. And I've said that a few times. From now until the end of the season, then you know that should guarantee us definitely League One football next season. Brilliant. Now, Matty, let's come to you as a Tramia super fan. What did you think? It was a good game. You know, even when they went one nil down, you looked at it and thought they're not going to win this because they were all over Notts County before the goal and after the goal, and uh, thankfully. Jason pulled one back and then Ryan got in the box from another bit of good work from Jason and Liam Rydhouse down the left and then obviously Jennings came up with the third and it was a, it was a really good game to watch as a neutral. Uh, if anyone was there, they'd have really enjoyed it but the worrying thing for me was that attendance. It was very low, uh, just over 4,000. Yeah, which... what's going on with the Tranmere fans? Where are you? I mean, get us on Twitter at CityTalk1059. Why aren't we getting six, seven, and 8,000 at Prenton it's... Park? What's going on? It's one of them, Sangin. You, you know, you... Pretton Park's over there, Liverpool, Everton. It's look, it's a lot of money. You know, there was only a couple of weeks ago at Steven and of a fan clapping us off and he, he gave me a bit of abuse. So I just walked over to him and said, Well, you know, what's your problem? And he, he told me it was crap, this that I said, Look, I apologise, we don't mean to go out and get beat and you know, we spend a lot of money. I said that and I, and I you know, I'm grateful for that. They do spend a lot of money coming up and down, travelling up and down the country and to see your team getting beat and whatever else. It's not like a like a um trying it's just sometimes lack of quality but I can see where they're coming from it's a lot of money you know I, there's me little lads are off he plays for the team over the world called Easton and um, there's a couple of dads there with the kids and you know every time I go over there Saturday morning before the game and he's playing a game if I've got spare tickets I go yeah there's some because he's got a family of three myself yeah. and his three kids and you know it's a lot of money it's I don't know how much it Matt for the tickets at eighteen pounds or twenty three pounds, whatever. It's between fifteen and twenty one pounds. Depends yeah. who big, how big the opposition is. Well, that's right. it. See, I, I think they might. You know, I, I, I want to mention it actually to, to Tim the press over tomorrow. Hopefully, they can do a little bit of a, um, you know, kids for a pound or whatever it may be, just to get some more through the gate. Because look, I'm telling you now, it definitely helps us then being our twelfth man. Without a doubt, and in, in your current plight, there's nothing better than getting a big a big crowd at Prenton Park. And going, you know, and going for it, and and this is the thing. I was speaking to somebody a while ago about this. Um, that Prenton Park, and I know it was Friday night footy where you get a, a faction of Liverpool fans and a faction of Everton fans, but they were getting twelve to fourteen thousand people, and there's three hundred fifty thousand people on the Whittle. They can't all support Liverpool or Everton or Man United. They've got to support Tranmere. Uh, you know, a good. Let's just say, a hundred fifty thousand of them. 
with Tranmere fans. Surely there's got to be more than... I mean, if the gate's 4,200, Notts County are going to have brought 500, 1,000, whatever. No, I think so I, where yeah, are the Tranmere fans? Come on. Yeah, we, we do definitely need them. I'm just going to play this little snippet. Go on. Danny Holmes sent to the boys. Yeah. And no one's mentioned it and no one knew about it. Um, obviously, Danny's a, a boy or Tramia fan and he's he's from the Whittle. And there was a little a little text message we got off him in the, um, the morn of the, of the game. And it was like, come on, boys, you know, this we need this. And, it, and you know what? It was excellent. And I opened it up and it was this, if anyone think, thinks that you know it. One second. <laughs> it's got the advert just on. A, just <laughs> yeah, a technical yeah, yeah. issue. I don't know what to say, really. I hope there's Three no square words in this. To the biggest battle of our professional lives. All comes down to today. Either we heal as a team or we're going to crumble. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. We're in hell right now, gentlemen. Believe me. That was Al Pacino. The ins- inspirational text. Any given Sunday, if anybody Holmes. wants to look at it, uh, anyone wants to Google it or YouTube uh, right it back. or whatever, it's any uh, given Sunday, Al Pacino. And it's a great little. Fantastic. You know, you're talking, you know, the lads and how, how the Morales at the the Morales at the place, and it was have a little look at this link. That's excellent. Let's do it today. It's a team today. Encourage and uh, encourage one another. Made up from your teammate. Love the budge, which is Danny Young. <laughs> so fantastic. Little things like that, you know. We're, we're all there, obviously, for the Tramia fans that are listening. And you absolutely, know, it, it is. Um, we're going to go right down to the wire, and we want to start finishing up and pushing up to the table. Well, everyone's going to be right behind you on Merseyside. And as I've said, Tramia fans, get behind your team as well. We wouldn't mind some on. Evertonians or some, some Liverpoolians yeah, getting over there go as well. Watch you some know? footy when your team's away from home. Matty, have we got any tweets before we go? No. No, in a word, no. <laughs> well, that's us. What, what time is it? It's two minutes to six. We're way out of time. Thanks to, to you, Lowy. Thanks Pleasure, again Sangi. to Hoddersall. Just want to say thank you to Sangi, top man Brilliant. on the radio. Brilliant, and thanks to all the listeners who've, who've joined us. You've been listening to Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Extra Time on City Talk 105.9.